TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Home and home. It is a Bloody Mary Friday, and I'm missing a Bloody Mary. I'm all out of sorts. It's a Friday home and home, radio.com sports original. Dave Briggs back home in Connecticut. Ross Tucker still home in Pennsylvania. And I don't know what to do with myself, Ross. I'm back from the airplane in Colorado, and I forgot my Bloody Mary. I don't know how to speak, quite frankly. I might need you to take it for the next two hours. Yeah, I'm scared. I said that right before the show started. I'm scared. You already are the Debbie Downer, pessimistic little bitch boy of the show. And now you're not going to have your beloved Bloody Mary? I'm scared. I'm, I'm legitimately scared about what's going to happen over the course of the next two hours. You are so much happier when you have a Bloody Mary. I feel like you are, like if I were your wife, yeah. um, I feel like anytime you were grumpy, anytime you were, I am, I'm not happy, Dave. I would be like, here, honey, have one of these. And I'd slide over the Bloody Mary. It's almost like giving my one daughter Skittles and the other one chocolate. It's like, oh. come here, honey. Here, have some Skittles. Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel better now. <laughs> I feel better now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not crying anymore. That's what you are like with Bloody Marys. If I were your wife, I would have an emergency Bloody Mary in my pocket or in my purse at all times. And every time you want to be pissed off about something, be like, here, honey, tilt your head back. Tilt your head back. Have some of this. Mm, Good. Drink it in. Have the medicine. Drink it. Good, Davey. Good, Davey. Good. (laughs) You're right. I'm surprised after all these years She hasn't figured it out. Just feed the man a Bloody Mary and you'll have a better husband. You bring up a great point about kids, man. And it's amazing, you know, having just flown yesterday, how you can change their mood with a little bit of sugar. It is remarkable. And parents, if you're ever wondering the secret of happy parents on an airplane flight traveling with their kids, it's not that complicated. It's an iPad and candy. Let it go. Let it go for three, four, five hours. Let Whatever it you gotta go. do, let it go. Let it go. Can't hold me back anymore. Let it go. Let it go. Turn the lights and close the door. Aww. I don't think those are really the words, but nobody listening really cares. And yes, I have not had any Bloody Mary or IPA Friday. 
I'm just excited because I'm going skiing this weekend. Can you tell I'm going skiing today? Ooh, spider. Got my little spider thing. Yeah. Boom. You're going skiing. I'm going to Peru, but we'll talk about that later in the program. Dude, can you, uh, okay, you're going, okay, hold on a second. You're going to Peru. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you going to check out, let me think of this, the Mayan ruins or the Incas? Mayans or Incas? I'm Team Inca, I think. Shit. All I know is it's Machu Picchu. I have not done any homework because it's one of I those. Have, by the way, I have no idea. I have no idea if yeah. the Mayans and the Incans are from Peru. I, don't I just know when you said Peru, that's the first thing that came into my head were Mayans and Incas. Mm. Like, I don't know, 10th grade history, like right, right there in my brain, maybe 10th grade history. And they might not even be from Peru. They might be from somewhere totally different. But when I think Peru, I think Mayans and Incas. It's going to be awesome if, in fact, you are right. Mayas or Incas, uh, the Maya were native people of Mexico and Central America. The Incas flourished in ancient Peru. The Incas. Wow. Princeton. Princeton. Public school education right there. (laughs) Paid zero dollars and zero cents at Wyoming. Can you dig it? Boom. You know, James on Twitter, mid-conversation, had actually pointed out that it is the Incas. So someone's paying attention and listening live this morning. Thank you, James. Um, We will get to the NFL CBA deal or no deal shortly. But during my flight, as we sat down, a question for every married couple out there in America. And it is this. My wife and I, when we travel, we often take aisle and window, hoping that no one is going to sit in the middle of us, hoping that it's not a totally full flight. What then happens, like yesterday, when you get on said flight and it is full and the seat in the middle is a stranger? Well, it seems most of you move to the middle to sit together. And maybe this is sexist, But at least on my Twitter feed, most women agree to move to the middle to sit next to the husband, and they give said stranger either the aisle or the window, presumably the window, because you're going for the aisle. Not us. Perhaps the honeymoon is over, Ross Tucker. Is it over? Should I be concerned that my wife did not consider moving to said middle seat? But then again, neither did I. We made it a stranger sandwich for about five hours from Colorado to New York. All right, so here's, dude, this is amazing. I can do the whole show on this, all right? <laughs> First of all, let's start from the beginning. Love the logic and strategy of one takes window, one takes aisle. If it's not a full flight, there's a decent chance, I don't know, some percentage chance that the middle seat is open and you both benefit greatly. So that's absolutely the right move. I'm proud of you. Absolutely. Worst case scenario, somebody comes and wants to sit in the middle. That's their seat. And then they will gladly take the aisle or the window. And you can still sit next to your spouse if you so desire. So that's absolutely the right move. Unequivocally, let's start with that. You don't travel very much, but you know what you're doing. I'm proud of you. Good job. Now, 
once somebody does want to sit in the middle. I'm trying to think, and I'll talk to my wife about this on our drive to the Poconos, and but I think typically my wife will in fact move to the middle seat to be next to me in the aisle as opposed to being in the window. I'm an aisle guy. She prefers window next to a stranger, but I don't think so. I, I think nowadays, I think my wife might just say, no, I'm going to stick with the window and sleep up against the window. I have the aisle because of my shoulders and able to kind of have that width to the side. I think we might do the same thing, Dave. I don't know. I can't remember the last time. We're usually not in that situation. We have two girls. So almost always now, when we travel as a family, it is a three-seater, three-seater on both sides. It's my wife and the two girls, and I am in the aisle on the other side. That's what right. almost always happens. I haven't traveled on a flight, just my wife and I, in a while to remember what we do. But I, I don't think it's crazy that she might stay where she is and I might stay where I am. Um, and I'm okay with that. The question is for me, did you guys talk to each other then or not at all? Not at all. There were not, there was not, I don't believe there was a single word exchanged for almost five hours. And my question is, at what point of the marriage does that happen? Because obviously if you're married one years, two years, three years, I think even five, maybe even 10, I don't know at what point you don't move to the middle. Like there must be a, a breaking point at which the honeymoon is officially over. And like, I think I'd rather have my aisle than sit next to my spouse. I mean, that says an awful lot. But you know look, what? Though? I could have you know moved. what though? I yeah. honestly, yeah. Dave, I respect it. I respect really? your wife for it. I do. What's her name? Brandy. Brandy. I respect her because she's a woman that knows what she wants, and she's a woman that doesn't care what other people think. Doesn't think, oh, I should probably be next to my husband. Because that's the right thing to do. No, that's stupid. If you're not going to talk to each other anyway, if you're going to be on your device, you're going to be on her device or whatever, why sit next to each other just because it might be a little awkward or you, you think you should? If you guys just spent several days together and you spend a lot of time together and you were just in the airport together and you'll be in the car ride home together and have plenty of time to talk, and you're not planning on talking on the plane anyway. Yeah. What I like about Brandy Briggs is that she doesn't care about public perception or she doesn't give in to societal norms. She's realistic about it, and she's so comfortable in her love for you and in your relationship <laughs> that she doesn't need to slide over to prove that. That is a brilliant psychoanalysis of the decision there. Now, to be frank, I think it was me that was regretting it more so than her because I'm the one who kind of likes to, you know, nuzzle up a little bit, chat about nothing. 
when we sleep, if we snuggle, it's because I move over to her side. So a little uh, relationship dynamics here. She sleeps on the far edge of the bed. And the only way we snuggle is if I go over to her. She rarely, if ever, comes over to me. So that gives you a little bit of background. But you made me feel more comfortable about the status of our relationship. All right. And some so fan yeah, go. No, no, you finish, finish. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just stunned at some amazing research from one of the millennials here, Jordan Cohn, who says your choice of seat says a little bit about your personality. According to Business Insider, if you prefer the window seat, you keep to yourself and you're more irritable. I was in the window. So that makes a lot of sense. Aisle passengers tend to be more sociable, like you, and less likely to be caught sleeping on the plane. That makes an awful lot of sense. I'm the grumpy old man, sits on the window, puts a pillow up against the uh, the window there, and tries to sleep and shut out the world. Yeah. So number one, I can't sleep on planes. Period. So that doesn't uh, that does. I'm not part of that. Number two, I'm I'm not sociable on planes. We've discussed that. It's just if I'm in the middle or the window, because of my shoulder width, it's not a good scenario. Whereby in the aisle. I have the freedom of shoulder movement there. Now, I do have one question for you. Before yeah. we move on to football and the CBA, it's big news. I got a lot to say about that. But it seems like, for whatever reason, when we go on family vacations, a decent amount of time, we are flying on Southwest out of BWI, Baltimore. Uh, they have direct flights to more places, whatever. I don't know. So what happens is, is we know our configuration. I get on the plane. We all get on the plane together. My wife and daughters have one row. I'm on the other side. I get in the aisle. Yeah. Now, Southwest flights are always full. My wife thinks this is creepy. I want to know whether or not you think this is weird or smart. Mm -hmm. But when I sit down... In the aisle, I know Southwest flights 99% of the time are totally full. So what happens is people walk to the way back to see if they can get an aisle or a window, but then they realize it's at some point they realize it's not happening. I strategically look for a slender female to sit in the middle seat. And as they're walking down, a lot of times they end up being younger. Not always, but a lot of them end up being younger. I will say, if you want to sit here, you can sit here. Because I don't want Uncle Joe sitting next to me at no. 282. Okay? I don't, first of all, if I'm going to be touching another human being at all, I'd rather it be female than male. And secondly, I want the smallest I, – I don't discriminate gender. If there's a little boy that wants to sit there, go for it. But that's typically not the case. They're going to be with their parent. So what I need is I need – and don't just post this social clip and cut it out. Because me saying, you know what I need? I need a small young girl. <laughs> that sounds really bad. That sounds really bad. So my wife always gives me flack and says, that's really weird. That's inappropriate. 
And every once in a while, the girl might look at me a little weird. Um, but it's worth it. It's so worth it to have someone next to you yeah. that doesn't touch you at all. And if you do happen to touch them, it's a small female. It's so worth it. They're usually happy that someone is friendly and like, because nobody wants to be the person that sits in the middle seat, but they don't have a choice. So it's like, you can sit here. They're usually happy. Every once in a while, there's a hesitation. I will then like touch my wife's arm and be like, yeah, my family's over there. So this seat's open. Like to immediately be like, nope, I'm not weird, big stranger, old guy, dude. I am family legitimate guy. Check the right family legitimate. I just think it'd be better if you sat here. Is that weird, inappropriate, genius? What do you think? Just to reiterate, in case you folks missed that, Ross Tucker is always on the prowl for a young, thin woman. That's the that's the takeaway here. Ross Tucker is always on the prowl for a thin, young woman. Checks all three boxes. Okay, now that we've established that, it's obvious. It's brilliant. It's the only way to go. How many times I've sat there in my aisle seat because I have a high boarding number and just fear that that big, chubby, older dude is the one who's going to plop down in the aisle next to me and ruin my fucking day. And at the same token, when I see that girl get on the plane, slightly attractive, probably in a little better shape, and yes, tends to be younger, I'm just hoping, man. It's like me when I have my lotto tickets the morning after the jackpot. I'm like, tell me she's sitting next to me. Tell me she's... Ugh, she doesn't sit next to me. But I so, never but you don't, win that lottery. You don't... So you don't, you don't take the next... You don't take the initiative or the next step. Well... I don't fly Southwest. I fly primarily United, and there's oh, no moving it. around. There's no switching seats. Yeah. So, no, it is absolutely the way to go. Smart, smart decision by you. I think that is absolutely the intelligent way to go. Hey, everybody. It's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, exclusively on the Radio.com app or on the web at Radio.com slash home. Home and Home. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.